Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, uh. Them other guys ain't got no style. We know what's up before it go down. This is the rundown. This is the rundown. If you ain't know the deal, I bet you know now. This is the fans' voice. You hit on vocals. This what the people need and what they want now. This is the rundown. This is the rundown. If you ain't know the deal, I bet you know now. This is the rundown. This is the rundown. This is the rundown. If you ain't know the deal, I bet you know now. Yeah, what? Yes, sir. What's happening? What up, though? What's going down, people? People, it's the homie, homie CL, and I'm back on the Rundown Sports Podcast. Gotta know that. And I'd like to thank y'all all for joining me today. Now, I know y'all don't hear the music like I usually do on my ad-libs or my freestyling, but it's all good because uh, we're going to go right in. And as always, y'all can get this right here on therundown.com. That's darundown.com. Got to know it, homie. And you can get this free gym a time it come out or er time it come out, depending on where you're from. If you just subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube, SoundCloud, all the above, man. And uh, y'all know where to find us at the Rundown Sports on Twitter. And I am at CL the main event on Twitter. And uh joining me today on the podcast is part of the home team. Got my homie Jazz. You still at 85 Jazz 15? Yes, sir. All right. Just had to make sure because I don't be seeing you on the timeline that often no more. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm still there. That's what's up, man. Now, well, I know this is a... I don't like biting, but this is a pop the trunk moment. So, yeah, we just went live because I was on the phone with him a few minutes ago. So, uh, I don't know, man. How you feeling about this NFL weekend? Because I know I'm disappointed uh, personally from a fan perspective. And uh, one thing I can't say definitively, man, I don't know nothing. I can't tell who is who, who's supposed to be who. Nothing. I don't. I don't know a damn thing, bro. Where you at, man? The, the season is definitely uh, starting to seem a little, a little murky. Uh, have a lot of teams that's not playing to um, <clears throat> to what we expected. But to, to be honest, outside of the Sunday night game, I pretty much. No, I, I, I pretty feel. I'm, I'm satisfied with this weekend of football. Well, I know you did. Your your fantasy team over there going ham. Goddamn waiver well, wire yeah, king over only, there. Yeah, only a fool with a sad Steve Smith this weekend. All right, man. And, Go and, ahead. Uh, <laughs> only a fool would kept him on the bench this weekend. And I benched Cam Newton for Eli in my Yahoo League. <laughs> oh, what a call. Um, I'm so happy about that. And you know how I feel about the Giants. <laughs> I'm about to say, man, yes, that that was actually a, a pretty good call. You know, you ought to be giving out a little <laughs> fantasy advice your damn self. Well, you know, I, I call myself uh, the king of the wire. <laughs> king of the wire. I, I'm about I to say, what's your name, Omar now? Uh, 
uh, hey. <laughs> but um, but, but yeah, I I thought that there were some highlights this week. I mean, I was wondering what Chicago is gonna be. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, before you before you get in Chicago, you brought up Steve Smith. I already wanted to talk about that. I thought you was gonna okay. say something else about Steve Smith. Now what? Like you said, well, he he uh you'd be a fool to, to leave him on your fantasy bench if you know Steve Smith. I think Steve Smith is I'm trying to think. He's like uh, I'm trying to think like of a good artist to compare him to because it's like every time somebody says, "Oh, it's over," he's old. He don't do nothing but just put out them hits. Maybe I don't know. I don't want to say like on the Jay Z type, but you know how everybody after that that Kingdom Come album was like, "Oh, Jay is over with. He's old." Yeah. And then he just came back like, "What is y'all yeah. talking about? I just had a little off week." <laughs> you know, don't forget. But it was um if, if you if you look at my thing with the Ravens, now granted I have kept Steve Smith on my bench, and it's mainly because of other options that I have. But if you look at it from a football perspective, it starts with Joe Flacco. You believe and if in you him? Look at the history of Joe Flacco. Ah uh, no, I, I'm not a Flacco fan. Okay. But Flacco is going to get the ball to a physical receiver, and it's how he won the Super Bowl. You know, I'm still uh, I'm still able to believe that Anquan Bolden was the MVP of that Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. And when you look at game one, how Steve, uh, Steve Smith was utilized, I feel like he stepped right into that role. Mm-hmm. So when you have a when you have a Steve Smith who who is going to get up, if, he, if Steve Smith ain't get up for no game this season, it was the past Sunday. Oh, got to know that. Top that with the fact that he's already become a reliable, trusted receiver of Flacco. And Flacco is known to go to his guys. So, I mean, for me, like I said, only a fool would have kept him on the bench. And you right about that. Now, I got all of my speech impediment out of the way for the podcast. Um, is Carolina salty right now? Because I know I would be. I know the whole, this is Cam's locker room, this, this, that, and the other, and he's just one of the guys that was you know, going to be above Cam. But if you ask me, Cam is not ready to be no leader. And he needed somebody like Steve Smith in the locker room with him to keep these guys together. Well, I would just, I would disagree. I point the finger to uh, more so the GM. You know, when, when that's, you what, that's what I was talking about defense. when I said Carolina, you know, like what was they thinking over there? Yeah. Well, Sometimes it's about how you do business. And I think the biggest impact of, was them letting go what they did on defense. And then you do, you get rid of a, a Steve Smith, but who do you really bring in? Derek Okachri and Jason Avant? It, that's not going to do it. You know, you want to go out there and get some young talent at that position to help him. You know, I mean, and um, a lot of people, they forget Cam Newton, it's still young, you know, and and even at his age, he's mature. You know, we want to compare him to the Colin Kaepernick's of the world. So <laughs> it, it's just, uh, it, yeah, it, it, for, for me, when I look at the NFC South, which I know you're going to bring up in a second, Carolina is the only team who 
I know what they can do. And they can they can play offense. They can play defense. And they, they can play special teams. I can't say that about any of the team in that division because they haven't shown me much. You know, you have an Atlanta who, who has shown a propensity for, uh, to play offense, but they can't. They can't stop a team if they took a knee. They have the New Orleans Saints, <laughs> who oh, a thumb fire, a, a complete dumpster fire, and they have a Tampa Bay Bucks, who, you know, you go up against uh, what I call depleted Pittsburgh uh, Steelers, but it, the victory is to be admired, and admired, and the defense is going to come in Tampa. That's something we know. And uh, you know, Glennon was capable of making a few catch, uh, uh, you know, a few passes. Not to mention, he does. They have talent, you know, Vince Jackson. Right. So, um, Did you watch just, that game? I'm just not seeing much in. Uh, yeah, I thought the end. Okay. I thought the end. They got hot. Mm-hmm. They got hot. They believed that they could win, and that was more so about any given Sunday conflict Yo. than anything else. So I'm not told. Um, but if I have to go to the bank with something, um, in that division. It would actually be Carolina because they've shown me that they can play offense. They can do what they do on offense. They can get what they want on offense. And they're going to struggle a little bit on defense, but that's what we expected. The rest of the teams, well, Atlanta was pretty, Atlanta's pretty much what we expected as well. They, um, they tied up their offensive line a little bit. That surprised me. Right? They can't did, do anything. I'm like, you know, they, they, uh, they brought out a tight end to replace one of their linemen because they had so many offensive linemen go down. They dressed seven and and they had to end up putting Toy Lolo who can't block. So they were hamstrung. Exactly. So Ooh. Yeah, and I almost forgot about that injury because um that happened what, third quarter? So, you know, when you ask me about Carolina, I say that right where they need to be. Okay, so uh, Four weeks in, who's winning this division? You know, with me being a Saints fan, I'm trying to remove the hope because I'm hurt. And, you know, the, the fan in me hopes that we just get it together and we go, you know, we start winning games. But I'm not I'm not seeing much. I, I'm anything. We can't stop anybody. We can't establish offensive rhythm. Um, I'm all about I'm, I'm all about being a running pass. Um, but you, I don't think you can run the ball if you can't play defense. Okay, now so, no. it's funny you said that because that was one of the things I was going to point out about the Saints. Uh, no Darren Sporles, no Reggie Bush, and now he, not even Mark Ingram is healthy right now. So not only does he not have a running back threat out of the back. I mean, a, not running back threat, but a receiving threat out of the backfield that he's customarily used to having. I think that's that's an issue. And just not having, I'm, I'm not even going to say a reliable, but uh, I'm going to say Mark Ingram is better than Kyrie Robinson. And I, and I think that's, and that's part of it, especially when, He's getting most he of the reps. Yeah, he, he was getting a lot of the reps during. They do, <laughs> they do, except Tampa. But that goes right back to my first point, as in you just don't know, because uh, I don't want to jump around everywhere. But the, the the Steelers had that game locked up, and they actually just handed it back to the Bucks. 
that 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 was absolutely amazing because um I was watching a, a good bit of that game and I kind of thought the Steelers had their lock. I had left, did something else, came back, and it was like game over with. I couldn't believe it. But uh going back to the Saints, they really got to get that offense in sync because I can tell they're not together. And whatever defense that they plan on playing, and I know you probably ready to fire Rob Bryant too. They can No, I like Rob Bryant. I, I think it's a uh, So you hold on. So you are you agreeing with me? It's a it's a talent problem. Yeah. Cause I mean I seen a lot of missed tackles last night. Cause, um and I didn't see missed tackles. I I saw our defense trying. I saw I saw defense going for the ball and not the tackle. The, the defense was going for a play, and unfortunately, we're not getting those plays this year. Mm-hmm. You know, so so one can call it a tackling problem or whatnot. But what I saw, and this is just from my eyes, is they're not trying to get him down. They're trying to take the ball away. Mm-hmm. And, and the problem with that is, is like a it's a it's like the Jay Cutler complex where he just starts throwing the ball to make a play. The defense was trying to get a turnover to make a play to swing the game, and it just did it, it just didn't work. You know, sometimes you just need to get him on the get him on the ground. Right. Yeah, you were. We, we can't execute it face. You're right about yeah. that, but the Marco Murray looking like MVP right now. That boy is running that rock, and you know I'm not a Cowboys fan. I hate the fact that they um, beat us last night, but just from a human perspective and somebody that just roots for good stories, I hope dude stays healthy and keeps running it. Well, this is what I will say. Go ahead. That was been able to run. That was able to run again. Run the ball, but look who, who they played. Um, you know they lose to the Forty Nine ers, who no one has been able to run the ball yet. You know, next week they um they played a dog. I don't even remember the name who who it was, but I know week two wasn't much of a a matchup. Then week three, the Rams get gave them a run for the money, but you know who who's the quarterback of the Rams? And then you. You play the same thing. I mean, anybody can run the ball up as well. So while you know, I see Dallas is Dallas is they have a winning formula. I mean, well, they they've been doing that, bro. I mean, they they they've been running the rock good. They just don't stick with it. They always end up giving the ball Let back to Tony Romo and giving the game away. I think they just need to keep doing Let what they're doing. Go ahead. The NFC, the NFC is going to go through a division. I mean, the NFC, the, the road to the uh, Super Bowl through the NFC is going to go through a team who can play the run. You right about if that. You know it. I know it. You're not you're not rolling up in Seattle and doing what DeMarco Murray did last night. It's not going to happen. So, I mean, am I sold on, um, am I sold on um, Dallas? No. And I'm, I'm sold on the offense. Seattle, they have a game coming up. Um, nah, no. I mean, bro, they no. got three yeah, first-round picks on the offensive line. Yeah, I think they're going to 
Yeah, they can run the ball. But what I'm telling you is that there's teams built in their division to stop the run. In the <laughs> NFC East? No, I'm not a dead division in the conference. Oh, okay, so okay. I'm yeah, I'm not concerned with Dallas. They're not going to go anywhere. I would not. I mean, but the thing is, the thing I do like about it is they're going to develop a lot of hype or whatever. The fans are going to – I don't know where the Dallas Cowboys fans are in, but they've come back. They're going to develop a lot of hype. They'll talk a lot of shit. And in the end, I'll get a good laugh watching them fall. So, but hey. I, one thing I will say, at least my man Tony Romo will get some shine because we all know I like Romo. Okay. All right. I got a couple things to say about that. Then I want to talk about – these quarterback situations. For one, like you said, Tony Robo's getting some shine right now, and that's because they can't pass the ball. They have a running game, like I said, three first-round picks on the offensive line, a freak on the outside in Des Bryant, uh, a, I guess you could say a borderline Hall of Fame tight end in Jason Witten, and Terrence Williams is becoming legit. You know, with so much attention being on Dez, that dude is getting open and producing. I'm sold that their defense, I mean, not defense, but their offense can be good. I just think when it comes down to it, they'll, you know, the the defense will probably give way. And what's funny is last night, the New Orleans Saints was everybody's Super Bowl pick. And Dallas Cowboys were like everybody's 32nd or 30th ranked team somewhere in there and supposed to have the worst defense of all time. And I just thought it was funny how the stories have just flip-flopped in the first four weeks. So I'm just going to keep my eye on it. And I don't know, man. Maybe maybe it's, it's about time that Dallas didn't have any pressure on them going into the season and they might actually get nine wins instead of eight. Now what? They'll make the playoffs. Um, you, you think so? Over Philly? You think they'll get the division? I think Philly's a fraud. Um, I don't know about that, man. I think I think Philly's a fraud, but you got you got to remember they're going up they're going up against the NFC West. I mean, anybody that goes against um, any team in the NFC West is going to have trouble. But I'm, I'm like with Philly. I mean, like nine times out of ten, you can count on them putting up points. You know, I mean, Kip Chip, Chip Kelly had his bad games in Oregon too, where he didn't put up as many points. But you know, every time they take the field, they're probably going to put up some some numbers. So I'm I'm not too too concerned. But to me, them the only two teams that's even worth talking about in the division. I mean, you can throw Eli in there if you want, but that ain't going to last wait, for so wait, long. Wait a minute, you wait right there. <laughs> you your mouth. You, because that, that's where. Uh, listen, this this NFC East division is going to be largely underrated. Okay, we we will talk about that later on this week. Let me tell you the best. Wait, in the NFC. we we talk about the East next next podcast. You gonna have to just come back on and do it because I'm already pressed for time. <laughs> I want to talk a couple okay. about a couple of these quarterbacking situations in particularly going to try to enunciate on that. Geno Smith, New York Jets, ready for him to go sit on the bench. I mean, New York Jet fans ready for him to sit on the bench and come and get Michael Vick. Now, if you know anything about football, that's a no. But I subscribe to 
the knowledge of Colin Cowherd. Y'all heard me bring him up before on the podcast. And it's because New York teams usually give in to their fans and whatever they want. I'm hoping this is not the case because Gino needs to be out there. Gino gets it. As you see, he had the incident with the fan come right out and apologize. Didn't say, hey, man, he was being rude. He didn't make any excuses. That dude makes good throws, you know, when he's in pressure. I see a lot of potential in Geno Smith. They just got to leave him out on the field. You there, Jay? Well, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Um, but, you know, I I, I agree. You you know, you want to talk about these quarter quarterback situations, and I can sum them all up in the same sentence. And I said this last year. You got a lot of these football teams. They want to win with the quarterback. I mean, you they got to. What they need to do. What they need to do is take advantage of the fact that you have a you you have a service a serviceable quarterback. Invest in invest in the defense, invest in the offensive line, and win games with the team instead of with the quarterback. Bino isn't the reason why it's the New, the New York Jets are losing games. He's been the reason. Um, he, he's thrown his air picks, but he isn't the main reason why they're losing the games. Um, if you ask me, you shore up the defense. You sure you can't run on them. Yeah, yeah, you can't run on them, but they can't run either. <laughs> you know, and, and and it's the same thing with EJ Manuel. Every team wants wants Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, and with because think about it, Buffalo. They're benching EJ Manuel for Kyle Orton. Do we not know what Kyle Orton is already? Yeah, he's better than EJ Manuel. Like I, I watched that. EJ a few times, bro. Like I wanted him to succeed. You know, I got the black quarterback complex where every black quarterback well, that gets a shot, to I want to succeed, <laughs> and I can't do it for EJ. It's not going down. It's it, it's not about it. It's not about EJ Manuel being black. You may be gay. Well, no, no, I'm not making it about him being black. I'm just saying me personally. You know, after, like, I say this to, like, the old to to uh, Warren Moon, every every black quarterback that gets in the league, I want them to succeed some some way, somehow, because it, it just helps for the next one. But, you know, that's, that's a totally different subject. But we right now, we're just talking about performance on field. They, if, I think if Kyle Orton would have been in the game, Versus the Texans, they probably would have won. He was, he, dude is messing up. And you got to win the game. I ain't going to say you got to win the game with the quarterback, but if all things are even, if your quarterback is two levels better than the other one, you got a shot. Like, that's why I feel like the Saints still got the best chance at the division in the South because they have the best quarterback in the division. And that's kind of how I make yeah, my but picks. But they play like like they're playing like hard shit right now. Well, we know that, but still, when you go into a a, a matchup, you think about any dude going against the Broncos versus Peyton Manning. You know the Bills don't have a shot. 
Well, we know the the team ain't, but we know because of the quarterback, they don't stand a chance. And you can almost do that with any matchup. If you match the quarterbacks up, you'd be like, oh, nine times out of ten, they don't have a chance. Let me tell you what the NFL comes down to. Can your defense get off the field? Bruh. That, that, that's what it comes down to. Um, but it's, not, it's not a lot of stuff that go into that, man. The quarterback position. I'm not going to sit here and downgrade the quarterback position, but what I will say is you have a lot of these guys who can who can throw the football. Sometimes if you don't if you don't have that quarterback, Houston is the perfect example. Houston is a well balanced team with a subpar quarterback, and, and, and it's going to win you some games. It's, well, they it, also have it, JJ it, Watt. It, you only need half a quarterback. Half, I mean, you only need like three fourths of a quarterback to win if you got JJ Watt on the field. Like I said before, I mean he's a he's, he's special, man. <laughs> I don't I don't want to compare he, he JJ Watt to any other situation because it's not. He he is, but what I'm telling you is that a lot of these teams have an opportunity to build a football team. You know, you take an EJ man, EJ Manuel, and put him around a bunch of studs. Half the time, all he's gonna have to do is, is hand the ball off. Well, okay. Well, tell me this: Why didn't Tavares Jackson win any games, or Charlie Winehurst win any games when they were in Seattle? With them, they're the same team that Russell Wilson took over. Well, Russell Wilson's a different quarterback. But, but that's that's the point. That's I, the point. It, it you got but, to have that guy when when you have a, a defense, a run game, all that doesn't matter because when it comes down to a fifty fifty game, if your quarterback messing up, you're gonna be seven and nine three four years in a row until you get that guy, and then two years later you go to the Super Bowl. Listen, I understand that. What I'm saying is, you're benching your starter, because you got to think about it. Your starter, this is the person you've seen since, what, July? If you don't know who he is by September, then I'm pointing the finger at you. Oh, I mean, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they knew who he was. They just didn't have any better options. this This is my thing. Go ahead. You don't think your your quarterback of if your quarterback isn't the guy come week one? Why is he starting? Because EJ Manuel cannot be doing anything that he didn't do last year, that he didn't do do that he hadn't done in training camp. So for me, like I said before, you know you're benching a guy for for a backup, but uh, I I don't see I don't I don't see the reasoning in that outside of. If you look at a Minnesota, if you look at a Jacksonville, you know I see where they're coming from with with, with benching, you know, what well, with keeping their their backup quarterbacks on the bench. I see the philosophy in that, but in Buffalo, it's just are you gonna you either roll with this guy or not? I would not because at the end of the day, if you take the season with EJ, you put yourself in a position where you can get a talented quarterback. I would not, but what you do by benching him is you don't really see what you have from the standpoint to where you don't know how he's going to handle adversity. You don't know if it'll click eventually. Like you send the psyche 
on a pretty much you put him in a position where he probably never can come back from. So where you let him play the season because you're not going to win with Kyle Harden. That's my belief. You may get a game or two here with Kyle Harden, but if you're benching EJ Man, your 16th draft pick, your first round draft pick, if you're benching him for Kyle Harden, you're not getting the value out of it. So whereas you play EJ Manuel, you see what you have as a team. If he tanks, you still get the value of getting a good pick in the first round. So whereas you play Kyle Harden, yeah, he may get you one or two games, but he's not your future. So that's what I mean. It's like you pull teams are so quick to pull that starter quarterback for that backup guy. But who is really the backup guy? Because it's not like Aaron Rodgers is coming off that bench. Well, this this is the thing. The coach might be quick to pull the quarterback, but that GM is quick to pull the head coach. So you got to think about everybody's <laughs> motivations when they're making some of these decisions. And Doug Marone hasn't had the best team, but this year they gave EJ Manuel Sammy Watkins. And do you agree with me? Sammy Watkins is the truth. No trade. He is. He oh, is. Okay, he then. So, given that fact, the team is not terrible. There's some talent sprinkled in around that Buffalo Bills. Kiko Alonso being gone really doesn't help. And the only reason I know his name is because he led the team in tackles. Uh, they, There's something there, and EJ wasn't getting it done last year, and he wasn't getting it done this year. And, frankly, I would have never took him in the first round. So, well, yeah, well, that's a different story uh, to begin with. I, agree I mean, with you yeah, like, I mean, even going into the draft, when they took EJ Manuel, I was like, I was shocked. You know, not, I didn't have, like, no, I knew who he was, but I didn't know him. I wasn't, I wasn't checking for EJ Manuel to go in the first round. Well, 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 now that's a different story to begin with, too. I agree with you 100% on that, but what I'm saying is, you did. That's in the past. It's been done. So, so what? Wait. So, you you're okay with just because he went in the first round, keep hitting your head against the wall, or would you rather say this is not working? Let's try something else. When you well, know, I mean, I mean if you know in your heart of hearts, things you can, it's, it's different things you can try. You can change your offensive scheme. You, it's different things you can do. What I'm saying is stick to stick to your guy at that position and see what you have. Man, we're gonna see have to see what you one. can do to be successful. And anytime you have a Denver winning with the Tim Tebow doing what they did, I feel like I feel like anybody has a I feel like anybody has a shot. Um, but but. Come on now, please, please don't bring Tebow into this because when you win in games, throwing completing two passes. What I'm saying is, is just, what I'm saying is, Tebow shows that you don't have to be the most talented quarterback to go out and win games. No, you don't. But it may, it, you it can't. May not look pretty. <laughs> it may not be ideal, but my thing, and this is the biggest problem with this, and, and really, we're arguing whether or not they should pull EJ Manuel. And I feel like I feel like my point of view, it doesn't really start with the fact that they're pulling EJ Manuel. It starts with the fact that teams are relying on the quarterback to go out and win games, and that's not the only way to build a team. No, they're they're not depending 
on quarterbacks to win games, but he's the person in the offense who touches the ball every single time. And if you can't trust the person that touches the ball every single time to do right with the ball, you're going to lose games. This point blank and it's proven. I mean, we got to wrap this little session up because we already went like 30 minutes. I probably have to bust this down to like, I don't know, 20 because that's what my audience is used to. But, uh, all right. I don't know, man. Tell the folks where they can find you, Jason. Uh, I'm on Twitter, 85, 85 James 15. That's Believe right. it or not, I'm on it. I can't find you, man. <laughs> I'm more of an observer than I am a tweeter. <laughs> <laughs>